What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode number 34. I'm your host, Brett. Today, my guests are Cody and Steven of the band Tubes, spelled T-O-O-B-S. They're from Edgewater or Annapolis, Maryland. They also have a band called Robot Jurassic, which has been a touring entity now for a couple years. I should also mention Steven has his own acoustic solo project called Widowburner, and that's coming out pretty soon. Uh, I believe 1120, he has a new song coming. And in any case, uh, we had a real fun in-person interview a few nights back about all things music, life, and what they've been up to. Most notably, Tubes has a new song out on November 27th called Worms, which is pretty sick, and it's featured at the end of this episode. So we're kind of doing double duty promotion-wise, but that's cool. Like most musicians, they're in a couple bands, a couple projects. Um, other than that, as always, if you're in a local band and you have new music coming out and you want to promote it, feel free to hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, any of that stuff. Also, feel free to subscribe to either the podcast or the band if you want. And, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Episode 34 with Tubes. Yeah, this is like kind of cool. I haven't done one of these in person since. Really? Want to say February? And that's what I figured because I was like, that's why I asked you. I was like, with the COVID stuff, like, how do you want to do it? Because I feel like with the uh, like the webcam, like we definitely set that up. I, I was, you know, I asked her she could definitely do it, but I feel like with the whole like when you're like in person, it kind of makes it like more person. It's like more, you know. I yeah. Like with it's, the, it's easier to see people. You can like interact a little better. And it's. It's like. In a weird way, I feel like I turned into an interviewer almost by accident. Like, I right. actually, like, developed, like, a, a thing for it in a way. Yeah. And then in person, obviously, it's way better because you can, like, see each other and shit. Right. Right. Well, and, we were uh, either going to come across as really dedicated or desperate. <laughs> or we were going to risk all of our lives I mean, to get this interview going. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised how many people turn me down to interview them. And I'm like, really? I don't have, an like, an agenda like, I'm just a fan of local music. Yeah, I'm trying to help like people win, out. You know? yeah. yeah. And people are like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, dude, if someone asked me for an interview, I'd do it. Like, for sure. Not? For sure. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, and it's definitely it's like, just the content, really. I feel like when you're when you're jamming, it's uh, just, you know, trying to get all the content as much as possible, you know, is really, uh, so yeah, that's weird to not, to refuse the interview. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, or maybe they're just busy or whatever it is, but I'm just Fear like... Fear of public speaking. Right. Could be that. Or pseudo-public. Right, for sure. But it's crazy, like, how many people I've met already, like, in the scene, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just had, a, like, an Oktoberfest not too long ago, and it was, like, completely bands that I just sort of met through the podcast. That's right. cool. And it was, so, once you're here, man... You're you're in the the cool kids club. Yeah, right. Oh, right. there we go, hey, man. Uh, that's, that's why we're here. All we ever wanted. <laughs> that's why we're here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you can see the waveforms going. You might have to like talk Move a, closer. If you do say anything specific, you might have to talk a little closer. Oh, I can monitor my but, volume by the. Right? Yeah, you can see once the waveform like yeah. blows up, and you're like, all right, that's enough. Or when you like <laughs> slam your beer into the table right. but I, I edit it all out anyway so 
That's cool. You say some dumb shit, and you're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want that to be public. Right. After the That's one awesome. beer too many. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, anyway, obviously, thanks for showing up. Thanks for hanging yeah, for out. Sure, man. Yeah, thank yeah. you for uh, having us, man. Figure a Friday is a good day to hang out, too. Right? No, it's a beautiful day. I know. It looks awesome. We've got the little lake back there. Nice little pond. <laughs> yeah, man. It, uh, it's looking good now. It was a little haggard there for a while, but... Right. Got some ducks going. Right. Um, but, yeah, usually I kind of just start these things off. Like, I don't know if you've listened to one before. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, I've um, listened to a couple of them. Yeah. Oh, uh, sweet. Yeah. So, like, I'll say a bunch of nice, you know, things about you beforehand. Oh, yeah. We'll do a little intro thing and then kick into the interview. Hell, yeah. And uh, for the sake of, I hope there's an audience, I like to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Cody and Steven. And, um... Your current band is Tubes, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's we're both of them are current. Uh, okay. The the Tubes stuff kind of started as a uh, kind of like a solo thing. I was like writing songs, but Robot Jurassic, we've been doing that probably five years, six years. Yeah, uh, yeah. but that's still touring and still very active with the Robot uh, one as well. But yeah, the Tubes was kind of solo stuff, and then. Uh, he plays drums in tubes, but in the robot, he's vocals and guitar. So huh. it was uh, kind of a, Yeah, I, swear, I like to switch it up. <laughs> right, great drummer too. So it's like, I guess it was really, you know, I it was more acoustic stuff, and then it kind of went to more like electric stuff. I was messing with like loops and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And then it kind of seemed, you know, it was just like, you know, drums would be awesome on this. And then yeah. it kind of went from there, you know. Uh, right now where we have... It's like an EP, and I think it has like six or seven songs on it. So, you know, did those songs got the drums for yeah. it. So the only one I've heard is the one you sent me. Yeah, which, and that's pretty, technically, um, that's the only one that's done. Uh, okay. We have, the other ones are recorded, uh, still need like here and there and like mix and master. Like, yeah. it's pretty much all recorded, but it's not, uh, you know, we still need to mix and master the other remaining six of them. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's the one that's mixed and mastered. Yeah, and so for like for the sake of promotion, I guess it comes out the twenty seventh. The twenty seventh, yep, November twenty so, seventh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I can release this streaming everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All, all over the internet yep. and uh, anywhere else. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I guess what I was gonna say is like. Um, I can release this either on the day that it comes out, or I can do it before. I know a lot of people do like the pre-sale sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, the like pre-sale stuff. Uh, it's build. yeah, it's honestly, it's up to you, brother. Like, whatever um, you want to do, and I, I sent you the track, and that's why I was just like, you know, I was like, yeah. for sure, if you want to play the track, it's uh, it's so close now that it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, I'll definitely the put exclusive. it. Yeah, put the it exclusive the teaser. <laughs> right. So being that that's really the only part of your guys' music that I know, that's what I'm mostly going to ask you about is like where you recorded it. For and sure. then uh, kind of like the background to the genre, maybe yeah. like the style that you guys play, because it's definitely unique. Yeah. I've heard an absurd amount of music now in the last six months because of this podcast. Like, right. everybody's sending me stuff, and it's really cool. Like, but, you know, arguably some things don't stand out as much as others. So yeah. This one definitely stands out as far as like whatever genre you want to call it. Oh yeah, yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, it's I was going more for like because uh, the robot stuff is much more uh, like psychedelic rock. It's like yeah, a heavy, a little psych experimental rock. Or for sure, for sure. Like, like we've gotten like proggy, you know. It, it's yeah. riff rocky, you know. Yeah, and that's the way I was saying. Riff yeah, rock. and uh, with this stuff, it was I was going more for uh, I wanted more of the 
it's like such a different because with the robot stuff it's like well like you know he writes a lot of the riffs and we'll bring the riffs together and it's very like riff 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 yeah. you know whereas this I wanted it to be more like song oriented you know so it's yeah. like verse chorus I couldn't stuff. quote any of the lyrics off the top of my head from it uh, I think the song was Worms right yeah yeah Worms um, but they were like they stood out and um, you know I think a good lyricist is like someone who can mix something that's sort of planned out and poetic and lyrical and all that crap but also like it's a stream of consciousness for sure which means that there's just going to be some random crap in there that right. makes it original right. rather than just trying to write the most poetic ambitious sure. sort of cool sounding lyric yeah it's a weird uh, it's a weird balance because it, it's like you're saying it and you want it to be like you know it's like you want it to be profound maybe but you're also just like for sure. I think you have to have a healthy level of fuck it. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Like, Literally, 100%. Yeah, it's, I think uh, you have that balance. If you ever heard of the Hold Steady, um, there, like, that guy is, I don't know, he might be schizophrenic or something. He is like... The, <laughs> Those are the best lyricists, probably. <laughs> he's just like... The, well, he's getting help. He doesn't yeah. even... <laughs> Literally. He hardly even sings. It's more like spoken word almost right. half the time, and it's just like, you can tell this is just a pure and utter stream of whatever's coming out of his head. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, um, we listen to a lot of bands like that. Uh, there's a lot of really good stuff. Uh, a lot of spute. He's kind of like that kind of like uh, yeah. listener. Spoken it's, poetry yeah. type. Yeah. Listener is another big one where it's kind of like a stream of consciousness and it's like yeah. he's kind of just going at it. It's I like the passion. Like the passion that like you can mm. feel the passion when people because uh, it's such a weird balance of when you're writing stuff you want it to be you know like you want it to be obviously meaningful it's like but I feel like sometimes it goes the opposite way where it's like you almost make it you try to make it so meaningful that it almost kind of seems yeah fake. like lose the meaning like yeah, you spend so too much time on it or something for like sure that, you can you know? overthink it you can definitely yeah. overthink it and then you don't want to you know it's a constant you know battle of not at least for me like not wanting to get get away from like the pretentiousness of just yeah. like writing stuff with this very you know so yeah like you said I mean the, it, it's cool to have like some Randomness, oh, yeah. you know, it's cool to have some randomness in the, you know, being able to write fellow up. rough riders, yeah. <laughs> the one percenters. Yeah. They're yeah. coming here. We invited them. Yeah. They're literally yeah. they're on their way here. It's a good documentary about them out there too. <laughs> oh, I'll have to check that out. Right. right. They did a. Uh, I have a van and like uh, I was like obsessed with vans for a long time and the, there's a van crew called the Two Percenters, yeah. but they ride around in like these real old dusty like mm. nasty vans and yeah. so I was gonna get a two percent sticker. Two percenters. That sounds yeah. like like uh, the Milkman gang, <laughs> right? Yeah. Straight up the, the Milkman yeah, gang. Right. This game. Two percent. Like the two percenters. <laughs> like it's like by fucking yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you guys have been doing this a little while. Um, I like to. Like ask people how old they're. Obviously, I'm 30. So yeah, I don't know. 30. I, yeah. 30 as well. That's what they tell me. Uh, my right. birthday. Yeah, it's all state of mind. Or whatever. But <laughs> my birthday is isn't. We don't yeah. know that for sure. Um, yeah. But that's that's what I was told. Yeah. So have you guys been playing in bands? Obviously, since you're a kid, or it's been a long time. Me and him yeah. have been playing for a really, really long time. So you guys are like tight, tight. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We've uh, uh, we were in a working band uh, called Love Rub and the Chocolate Delight. Mm. <laughs> for a long time right and it, the name wasn't anything like the music at all it was kind of a weird uh, you can find all that stuff online as well it's a uh, um, I don't even know what kind of music that was it's kind of robot-y yeah, it I mean, was rock and roll it's like rock yeah it's like rock and roll it was stuff like that it's, you know I always tell people you listen to it you tell me you know right. yeah. not that that's good from a promotional standpoint but. <laughs> right I, I feel like know. genres are they're just weird now because it's like you have all these like 
you know, it's it it breaks down more than just like you know rock and roll. Yeah. It's like especially when you start like releasing stuff and you start using platforms that are yeah, you know, you want to, you to explain your genre. Musicians are often the worst at classifying their own genre. For but, sure. I mean, I just like to tell people it's I play at least in my world rock, rock and roll, and then really, yeah, that's some a, form of rock. You know, maybe nineties, mm-hmm. maybe grungy, straight something, up something. You know, um, the actual first album I wrote, I tried to write a rock song with in every subgenre I'm comfortable playing in. Mm-hmm. So you know, reggae rock, blues rock, hard rock, metal rock, or just metal, and then uh, folk rock and a couple other ones just yeah. to kind of and each song was like slightly different that way at least right. in my mind yeah I think that's a natural progression of music anyway since all of the individual genres are so solidified now with that sound that you know it used to be underground bands were meshing genres together but now you hear it in pop music where it'll go from hardcore heavy rock to a dance EDM thing yeah. or you even hear like you know rap and country being blended together so it's like yeah God, do what you got to do to create some new shit. Yeah, I mean, on your song, like, in a weird way, if I can go to the extreme commercial pop realm, I mean, there's some little piece of Linkin Park or something. At least right. it's yeah, all yeah, his, Park, it's all his like, angst. <laughs> right, no, but I mean, it's also like <laughs> the like, style. Like, it kind of, right. it's a punctuated sort of vocal. Like, right. that's yeah, uh, not quite sure. rap, but... Yeah, um, yeah, it's like the quick kind of, uh, yeah... Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that, yeah, for sure. That definitely, uh, I know we both like rap music. I mean, more like older, you know, hip-hop yeah. stuff. So it's like, I feel like that's, when you get into the genres and it's like, I feel like people, you don't want to write the same song over and over again. But I feel like in the, how stuff goes nowadays, it's like, if it's not consistent, it's kind of like, you know, stay away from it. Like, yeah. like you were saying, like some reggae songs, some folk songs, and it's like, not a lot of bands do that, but I think it, you know, I feel like that's, you know, the music, you're going to get the, you know, the inspiration or the whatever, you know, to yeah. write that stuff, you know, you're going to write the stuff that you like doing. Well, I think this song, out of all the ones that we've done, is the most linear in terms of genre, where it For doesn't sure. deviate too much. The other songs, because he writes the songs, and the other ones that he wrote are, have way more... Um, I guess genre dipping, you could say, or it gets psychedelic, it gets yeah, groovy, sure. it gets funky. So it might be like the most uh, palatable to the listener, like at first, like an introduction or an intro. It's the most like, consistent for sure. Yeah, I th- yeah. yeah, I think we picked it for the single solely because it was uh, it was quick and I yeah, I, yeah. I, I, catchy. I thought it was catchy anyway. Yeah, yeah. We've been, I've been listening to a lot of uh, like skate rock. Is that okay to say? Did we just out ourselves? <laughs> yeah, Are we those catchy. fucking guys? Like the catchy thing. part of the skate rock part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I grew up skateboarding. Man. Oh, dude, no, the skate rock, uh, I've been really, like, even local bands, I mean, Team Mortgage, great band, they're like a skate really rock band. Oh, yeah. Unholy Sights, if you've ever heard of Unholy Sights, yeah. they're, uh... Ethics on. Committee? Are they Ethics skate Committee? Rock? I, I, they probably would be, I mean, they, they, rock they definitely, shit, yeah, they have, uh, they have skate rock stuff. I, I've been really into it, especially, like, Fuzz Rock, like, Avlov, great band, um, slow Mass, another really good. Yeah, I think band. you went through about ten bands there in the right. last thirty seconds. So <laughs> yeah, maybe I mean, I'll just text you later. And oh, like, dude, uh, no, just, yeah, dude, no, for send sure. Me, like man. a little list or something. And it's nice because we, I, uh, you know, I, I listen to, you know, I find myself like listening to the same stuff, and it's like, you know, you listen to what you like, and it kind of. So I've been, you know, the last year I've been trying to, you know, kind of get away from that and find different bands and find new bands and. You know, that skate rocky, fuzzy kind of, yeah. you know, pretty much like that song is just those three chords kind of just, you know, um, 
it's a good feel. I, I I definitely like that stuff. But like you said, yeah, the other the other five are a little bit more. You know, they have parts kind of. Yeah. You ever heard of the band Fiddler from Southern California? I have. Yeah. yeah, I love that band. They're they're punk as fuck as well. And they had back when you used to be able to have mosh pits. In my yeah, day, right. Uh, <laughs> right. They had some killer mosh pits. Uh, that was. Yeah, isn't it crazy? You can't mosh anymore. It's kind of I've been really worried. I'm not like tell my grandkids about what a mosh pit was. Uh-huh. Um, I, you see them. I think it's the stage it's the, diving it, it, that yeah. see, that that some clubs will have a very straight for sure. Zero yeah, the stage, yeah, policy. exactly. Yeah, the stage diving. Um, for sure. I just meant uh, last of the time germs. I was at the auto bar. <laughs> yeah, right. The COVID. Oh, the COVID. oh yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, it's going right. to be years until we mosh again, probably. Right. Yeah, yeah. Years, dude. <laughs> like, I, I foresee 2023 moshes. I'm just hoping Literally. it happens again. You know what I mean? Like, it is kind of crazy. It's it's a weird time now, especially because it's like we've been jamming for so long, and it's like to not play shows, to not tour, I to know. not. It's kind of weird. It's like you're in this limbo. But I mean, it's positive in the sense that we've been writing more now than we have in years. Like, because yeah. he does solo stuff as well. He's in like he does singer songwriter like solo stuff. Widow burner, check Widow it burner. out. Widow burner bandcamp. Uh, uh, Eleven twenty, literally the twentieth. Yeah, of November. I'm putting out a song on the twentieth of November. Yeah, and it's uh, I'm gonna do this. This has worked in the past too. Oh, nice. This way, you don't have to like lean over. Okay. No. Yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, we've been writing like crazy, literally writing, and so it's kind of been nice because it's uh, you kind of can take a step back from playing live shows and you know just jamming constantly because you know. I feel like that, you know, jamming three times a week and then playing like one or two shows a month is kind of, you know, it's been nice to get away from that and actually start writing again and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, most people I've talked to have pretty much felt that way. I mean, it sucks not playing, but yeah, there should be like just a gigantic, you know, dearth of music coming out at this point. Oh, and just think when they start opening up clubs, dude, the fucking shows are going to be amazing. Right. Because it's like people People are going to be hungry for it. In cages, dude. Like literally rabbit at the mouth, I really hope so. But I mean, I'm still a little skeptical at the climate. I can't tell. Really? Some people are like ripping and roaring ready to go. And some people are like, I don't know if I ever want to go out again. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, it definitely depends. I mean, a a lot of music has their... Uh, cultural and political affiliation as well. So you have yeah. certain bands that attract people who are going to be more sensitive than others to right. what's going on. And it's just like the weirdest climate because like punk rock was always been like so DIY, like so right. incredibly just anarchic, fuck it, always play shows no matter what. And now this is the first <laughs> time I've ever seen a divide in the punk Country world. Yeah, here. Right? yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where like, you know, it's there's definitely a line where people are like, I don't know. You know, some people are. Right. Was well, uh Do you remember the band The Exploited? They're like old. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him. Um, he, when it all first yeah, right, happened, like a year ago, he released some sort of statement online, being like, you know, you guys. I'm grossly paraphrasing, <laughs> but it was like essentially like you guys are wusses. Fuck you. Yeah, like, yeah, fuck I've been there, done that, and then <laughs> you know, no virus is gonna stop me. And then it, it became what it became, and it was just like, oh, I wonder how he feels about it now. It'd be wild if he got it. It was just like right. he, you know, had COVID, just like. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, they're Scottish or something. UK, I they're think somewhere they're, over yeah, there. Yeah, probably definitely European, probably English. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I got it when it first came out. Basically. Yeah, it was yeah, like, I was listening to your podcast. Um, I forget who you were talking to. Talking yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah they were, you were saying that you got it. Oh, you got it! Holy shit! How was yeah. that? I mean, you know, it was three. Or Congratulations! Four you made it through. <laughs> yeah, right. You Holy survived. Fun. You have the. Yeah. What are we doing here right now? <laughs> yeah, right. What the fuck? It's like put the mask on. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's awesome. How long? Uh, no, we have our mask on. Wear a mask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. How long uh, 
did you was it any different than just like a flu like were you fucked up like was it like you knew something was worse than if you were to just got sick or did you kind of just it was I mean it felt like the flu for a few days so you didn't have like Um, an extreme case of it where you're kind of you know well so what made you get tested did you just happen to get tested and you realize or because well I definitely felt like I had corresponding symptom yeah I definitely felt like I had something and since obviously the virus was raging I was like well gotta tell somebody yeah so COVID was like definitely um, a thing when you started getting sick like you knew it was yeah because people had been saying like they got it in November like I've talked to people that are like, oh, I had that in December. Yeah. And it's like before anybody really was talking about it. The main thing that stood out to me is it felt like I smoked like half a pack of Marble Reds or something. Oh, Jesus. Like, I had this weird like sensation. I was like, yeah. That's odd. (laughs) Yeah. So it was kind of like different than the flu, where it's like, oh, that was the only thing that I felt like was definitely different. Um, but Man, that's wild. I mean, I'm a frontline healthcare worker, as it were. Yeah, so like, yeah I'm, you said I'm, firefighter, right? You're firefighter. Yeah, that's paramedical, cool. that stuff. Are so, you like okay. back to work and everything? Yeah, yeah. that's cool. So, um, that's awesome. Is so that where you think take... you got it? Probably on a call, yeah. So, yeah, um, right. Well, how many um, have you been treating? Like going to houses where they have the symptoms, and it seems like that's what it is. As far as I can tell, I mean, people have gotten it and sometimes we know and sometimes we don't and sometimes we find out like later but i mean i've only been called like a few times like after the fact and a few people have told me like oh i tested positive like a a few days ago and um so i don't know i mean it's definitely there but sometimes we just we just don't know yeah it could be anything sort of thing like especially because they've broaden the symptoms to be anything and that's what's crazy is just like you look at that kind of stuff and it, it's literally anything I mean yeah. it's like you have a headache like your foot hurts COVID yeah. you know and it's like I was reading something like, yeah literally it's like my, I rolled my ankle if COVID I guess, well they're going with the better safe than sorry yeah. for sure mentality. but it's like and that's also like you know it's the classic case of like don't google anything because you'll just like yeah. oh you have cancer you know it's like my you know my, my head hurts you have you have you know cancer of some sort but uh i was reading something a couple days ago that's like 84 percent of people are asymptomatic like 84 percent and you wouldn't even know you had it which kind of seems crazy because it's like dangerous numbers are insane yeah Yeah, Yeah. it's just like especially 84 percent of people that i guess are asymptomatic so they can't really it's like if you have it you have it but if you're not feeling the symptoms do you really even have it like i know you have it but like you know if something it's like well, you know, it's all about who you potentially infect is what for sure. Yeah, but I guess you can the, potentially yeah. infect only like sixteen percent of people because if eighty four percent of people are asymptomatic, you know. It yeah. Seems. But those numbers could be skewed. I don't know. Yeah. You know. It's really hard to tell what the numbers right. actually are, and uh, we just got political, bro. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like Maybe, uh, we'll go down that road. Yeah. <laughs> Co- yeah. It's terrible yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for uh, shows yeah. to open back up, but it's been nice to uh, you know be able to jam again, tighten up. You know, because I feel like that's one thing is when shows open up, I mean, bands are going to be fucking tight. You know, I yeah. mean, there's no right. reason well, they that they should shouldn't be, be yeah, tight. Yeah, they should be. You know, I feel like, you know, bands that you yeah. saw a couple of years ago that weren't that great are going to be good now. You know? Unless they all broke up all quit. Right. For sure. Because right. they were all stuck in the house for too long. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm fucking, um, I hate you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing uh, Frank Turner brought up, uh, at least in some of his recent interviews. He's like trying to do shows or benefit online streams or whatever for every facet of the like live concert industry you know what i mean like the promoters the light guys the sound engineers guitar techs like 
people who work the front door, like, whatever. I mean, um... Well, that, yeah, that's the biggest issue, right, is how many venues are going to survive. Will there be an infrastructure yeah. to play, right. at least for, like, quote, national touring acts, yeah. who sort of depend on that ecosystem, because, you know, right now, word on the street is Live Nation is buying up um, venues left and right, so they can yeah. essentially monopolize really? it when yeah. it comes back. Oh, Jesus. I know, so it's... Hopefully, that's just not as extreme as some yeah. people make it out to be and hopefully some venues will survive I know I'm personally donating to like the auto bar and stuff like that when yeah. I can yeah oh for sure um, for sure or just going over there to like have a beer or something yeah uh, right. occasionally but yeah I heard Soundstage bought a I'm assuming this is public knowledge Soundstage bought a um like a drive-in theater or something like that like they're trying to expand that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd be awesome I do see that being like a middle ground for a while I don't know how long because it's definitely a middle ground for people who are like a little skeptical to go full blown mosh pit or whatever. Yeah. And then um, the real question they is they just got to play that one jam and everybody be like, fuck it. <laughs> well, that's, that's what's my been song. Ha- that's what's been happening. And that's like the, the, uh, the mild concern, I, I guess, is uh, how that, you know. Well, that's the thing, right? Because people in production are are losing their jobs and worried about them getting them back. But it's like if you are going to have shows again with these type of restrictions, security is going to go through the roof, right? Because you're going to have to have, you know, one person for every car load to keep them, like, you know, in their designated space or at their table or wherever. The real question is going to be money. I mean, that's always what it comes down to. And, like, is that going to be profitable to sell your little 4x4, 8x8 square in the field? Yeah, um, yeah I guess probably not if the, if it's not like astronomical prices. You know, I feel like so that's... Some they've been pretty expensive, but probably about, if you split it with four people, probably about the same as a regular ticket price. I just yeah. don't know how many people they can get in comparison to if it's just because yeah, it's not really the same. And it's like, I respect the whole idea of like trying to make it work. You don't want the venues to go under, but it's like, I don't want to sit in a car. Like, I don't want to sit in a car and go see like at the drive in, you know? It's like, uh, yeah, right. Was, was, so yeah, I, I didn't think awesome, that was, yeah, yeah that was, uh, <laughs> that wasn't even on purpose. But yeah, like, you know, sit in a car, you know, sit in a car and go see the chariot or like a yeah. band that's like, I mean, can you rage in a, you, you, yeah, right? Yeah. It's but, like, can you rage in a car? You know? I don't know if you like ever seen soccer where they spray the foam down when they're about to take a free kick or something. But I've also seen that where they like spray the spray paint lines or whatever yeah. where you, your bubble or oh, like your I square. See what I have actually seen that so too. So you can bring a lawn chair. Yeah. And essentially that would be like, I don't it's know. It's kind of like festival jams. Yeah, like, or like a country show or something, yeah. a folk show, bluegrass, where you're just kind of chilling in the field. Yeah, well, that's you know, more tame than, you know. You know, no for one's sure. really raging per se. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just weird because it's like, I know the the shows that, you know, we enjoy in the shows that we go to it's just like it's, it's people on top of people yeah. you know it's everyone kind of just on top of oh, everybody it's just and it's sweating every form oh, for of sure. Bio- for sure. biological <laughs> microbe being shared right, right. Um, it's pretty gross even right. pre uh, or I like to call it BC you know before <laughs> yeah before <laughs> 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 BC yeah um, well, didn't, they just changed that now right they changed the BC AD to what did they change it to Fuck, well, like remember. the actual before. Yeah, Christ. because since it's Christian specific, uh, they right. changed it to. Uh, oh so you're my not god, allowed to say that anymore. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess you can do whatever the hell you want, but yeah, what's the, oh, sec- I forget. What's I'm the sorry. secular version? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I forget. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Um, I'm thinking about we saw Jesus Lizard probably about a year ago. Are you familiar with Jesus Lizard? I've heard the name, but I'm yeah, they're not a great band. Was it a year? Crazy, been a little longer. Yeah, probably maybe like yeah. two years ago. And yeah. I always think like if COVID was around then, because that show was just. I was oh I'm proud to say this let this be on the record for all your listeners I am the only person who stage dive at that show you and were. I did it twice and if you were at that show and you saw that guy stage dive that was me there's video oh, proof yeah. there is video proof there's and proof I, and I yeah. risked being you know knocked out and dragged by the bouncers <laughs> yeah because I'm pretty uh, say, I'm I'm pretty sure there's like no stage diving you like well, the, staged over the right black under cat the side. yeah the black cat I mean you know black cat's awesome I think they're still around um, for sure uh, I heard that they were like. Like well, I don't, I don't know. I'm not even going to say I don't know. I'm sure they are. But, everybody, uh, everybody yeah. yeah. But they could be, their staff could be very no-nonsense yeah. if they didn't like what you were doing. Well, that's so, DC. It's yeah. a slightly different culture yeah. than right. uh, Baltimore up here or Philly yeah. or whatever. I mean, but, even Autobar, um, which is crazy. I remember Autobar, like, stage diving, like, that was just, was, you know, uh Somebody you broke their back there. Really? And, they, and well, the previous owners got surprising. sued out, out the wazoo. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it for as sure. As the saying goes. Still, so lame. Yeah, I remember, yeah, uh, I saw Head P.E. at Autobar sure when right I was, happened. like, 17. and they Really? They, that's a right Literally, show. and they mm-hmm. opened it up with uh, Firsty. It's real heavy, just immediately heavy screaming. And this yeah. guy jumped on stage, jumped off, and kicked me right in the face. Yeah, and it was, like, there. it was immediate. I mean, the show, literally, he hit the cymbals, guy kicked me in the face. And it was, like... You know, it was rock and roll. It was yeah, awesome. I, I remember like, one time at the auto bar, uh, Jorge from the Casualties like actually mm-hmm. gave me the mic because he could see I was like, awesome. screaming some lyrics, and he was like, uh, <laughs> "That wouldn't have been when they played with Municipal Waste." Oh, was it was. It? it was. I was at that <laughs> show. A great show, dude. I <laughs> took a hit. Oh, I, I mean, I don't want to promote. No, it's a I don't want to promote drug story. use. It's a gr- it's a your brain, story. your brain is a precious thing. Protect it. But <laughs> um, I was with my girlfriend. We yeah. took LSD. Um, and I get this call, yo, I'm at the auto bar, yeah. municipal waste is playing, <laughs> the casualties are playing, like, you gotta come. And I fucking haul ass, I made it from Queenstown, Maryland, to Baltimore in 30 fucking minutes, no exaggeration. So it's again, like drive the speed limit, don't, don't do drugs, all <laughs> It's that like stuff. 105. But it was this crazy experience, because, you know, by the time, you know, we're coming into the city, and I'm getting these waves of... Yeah, euphoria Started, and yeah. trails and, and I get in there and the casualties are playing and they were so loud but everything seemed so quiet huh. and it was just so quiet and my buddy was uh, like what the fuck like I just talked to you I don't know if you. I'd be able to handle the casualties yeah, it's like I just, talked, yeah, you were, like, you I just hung up Queen the Inch phone County. and I'm like hey what's up yeah, it's just and like, uh, just so Municipal Waste played at the time I was a huge fan and when it was over the I was standing still and the room was still spinning Yeah, and I vomited in the trash great so it was a bad was, idea yeah it was a good time but I actually got to my buddy interviewed Municipal Waste that night before the show that's awesome this has nothing to do with this podcast I was <laughs> just hanging out with my friend and he was like doing this thing for community college I guess and he got to interview them that's um, awesome they're a great band hanging great out with band. those dudes and the, Ryan the uh, the guitar player that guy is so fucking funny <laughs> that's like, awesome he's just a I don't know good old fashioned beer drinking redneck right. whatever you want to call him he's just right. <laughs> well they're Virginia right yeah, yeah. He, from Richmond I think yeah and like he's got some crazy guitars I've never seen before that somebody custom cool. builds for him. So they're a fun band for sure. Nice. Yeah, not too yeah, often you can beer bong band. on stage, but right at, at one of their shows you can. Well, we we probably stepped on each other, <laughs> oh, unknowing I, that. I'm sure we already shared. <laughs> Ten years yeah, later, shared yeah. germs. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or uh, our bodies, like our our immune system already knows each other in right. a way. You know? right. Shared the beer bong years yeah. ago. 
if you well, touch remember that they would have the uh, the boogie board. Oh, that's they'd right. Like, yeah, <laughs> the boogie boards would always do their yeah. shows. That was great. Oh yeah, it's so fun. It's the only time I ever got to do that. That's a record to dust off. The art of partying. I haven't heard that record in a long time. Yeah, that's yeah. a good it's record to dust fun. off for yeah. sure. Yeah, all their stuff. Yeah, they're a great like. band. I saw. Uh, what's his other? Uh, Dead Lincolns, oh, no, or five no. Lincolns. Or no, no, you're thinking of you're thinking of that local band, the Grilled Lincolns. That's not them. Uh, it's Iron Reagan. Iron Reagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Reagan, like a president. Yeah, it's yeah. a president. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because uh, no, they're good they played, too. Was, they were good. What did well, I was at that show with you? Was that yeah, I Hate God? That was I Hate God. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they, uh, their bassist or somebody in that band started also Cannabis Corpse. No, oh, that's and for sure. That one. I didn't really Cannabis listen. Corpse or Cannibal Corpse? It's yeah, Cannabis spin-offs. Corpse. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I haven't heard of them. They basically wrote like Cannibal Corpse style songs about weed. Yeah, right. Oh, that's cool. And like, actually, that really fired me up because when I heard that, I, I wrote a death metal song about uh, the South Park episode where they kill hippies. Right. Like, that's I was a like, good one. I'm going to come up with some lyrics like that. <laughs> like, that's, that's awesome. Crazy. That reminds me of that Bong um, Ripper record, Hippie Killer. Yeah, right. basically. Sweet record. Yeah. Richmond, man. Richmond's had a lot of good dance. Strike Anywhere. Yeah. Um, obviously, Lamb of God. They had a good scene for a while. I, I don't know if they do anymore, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I was going to ask you guys probably is like, you know, sounds like you've been around the block, so like different cities, different places. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, know. for sure. Yeah, like, we've... Uh, yeah, we've... Uh, I think, what, we've been on like three actual, you know national tour but but one national one national we haven't been on as many tours as we should but uh we've always been playing shows we did one national with robot jurassic and that was it was like 30 dates like month and a week yeah i think it was like 30 it was like 30 31 shows uh like 40 days that's fucking awesome um and then we did a regional thing which was our first east coast yeah it was like and then we did a small was that four days yeah with mountain wolf Wolf, who we did split with and um yeah, we're excited to. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. Yeah. A lot of Walmart, a lot of big sandwiches. Yeah, tour's fun, man. I don't, uh, you know, it's uh, you always get like mixed, uh, you know, reviews about it or feelings about it. Where it's, you know, I we always usually have a good time. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm excited easy. to tour more. I mean, again, we've been playing music. I've been playing music with him for about ten years now. Independently, we've been playing music longer. Mm-hmm. We're always playing shows, but it was kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, holy shit. How come we've never been on tour? How come we've never been on tour? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just crazy. Like, what is it indicative of? And so when we finally made that happen, it was a lot of fun. I guess we were grateful to be there, you know, to be yeah. doing it. Yeah. Since you guys made the drive down, I mean, fuck it. You need another beer? Oh, I just, uh, is that one empty? Yeah. I'm just going to take that koozie. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, fuck, what I, I forget. What it was. Oh, yeah, the shows. Like, you get more, uh, you get more people, uh, that come to the local shows, you know, like, uh, but it's something about playing shows in other cities. It's just, it just seems more fun. It's like less people, but kind of more fun. Cause it's different. Cause yeah. it's, you can kind of get into that cycle of, uh, you know, we, you know, the shows we play around, you know, locally are awesome. And we have a lot of really awesome friends that come out and fucking make it a really good time. But it's when you're on tour and you're playing like the you know the room might be 50 people less but it's 50 people that have never heard you you know right, it's like when you play a, locally it's like there's a romance to it because yeah. effectively you know playing songs for somebody who doesn't know you at all yeah is what you want i think you know for that's sure, a more for sure. that's a more objective listener or whatever than yeah. somebody who already 
knows you and your bad fart jokes <laughs> and your quirks. For and, sure, my fart jokes are fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. Like, yeah. So it's um, nice. I mean, you can't really make much money. It's yeah. not unless you're doing like unless you're on a national act. You can't really make much unless money. you get that good merch day, man. Yeah, and you get the good merch, but you know that's all pretty much a gas and stuff. So it's like it's not. You know, getting the people to, you know, people that haven't heard it before, I guess, is the, you know, that's the payoff, you know, yeah. you know, people that, because local shows are great, but yeah, the tour, and just the act of touring, because I mean, we've been jamming, you know, this is back like when that's what you did, it's like you toured, yeah. you slept in a van, like it's the, the camaraderie, like the, the family, uh, the feel of it, you know, it's just touring is awesome. I yeah, know. I mean, I've been trying to buy an RV, basically. It's Straight up. I literally, I literally about was talking about it on the way up here. We saw this yeah. really badass fucking RV. I was mm. like, that yeah. sounds way too comfortable. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, though, I do have a job. So dude, I do man. have some money. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Yeah, dude, no. Um, RVs, I, I get an RV, for sure. There's for, a... It's there. It, you know, vans are cool, and it's like, you know, you're going to sleep in the van, you know, depending on how many people are in your van. Uh, I'm a little too grumpy at this point. I'm, again, I've gotten a little older. I, you just got to get your iPad. What are those things called? Your face masks. Right. Yeah. Your earplugs. So yeah. Dude, I sleep with those so anyway. Um, it's fun though, man. When you're like, uh, it, it's like when you're actually doing it and you're in it. Like, yeah. Uh, it, it's a good time, man. It's uh, like well, sleeping what, in a van's not as bad because you're kind of like, yeah. and you're not you're playing shows every night, so you're not going to sleep till five in the morning anyway. So it's like, yeah. you, once you go to sleep, you're asleep. It's not like you're like tossing and turning in your bed. So that always kind of helps, you know, because I'm not, you know, I'm someone that sits up like all night just like moving around and shit. Yeah. So it's like. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool because you you do so much while you're touring that you know it's effortless to just you know you just go to sleep and wake yeah. up and go to the next city until it's the last three days and you're like please get the fuck away. The last me. week is kind of, you kind of want to go home. It's just yeah. like you know it's kind of and then it's yeah. like just like with anything you're going to have shows that are kind of like uh you know you're playing yeah. in different cities and you're working with promoters that you've never worked with and that you're you know and not everyone's going to be great. Mm. You know it's I feel like we've been really lucky with the people that we work with are really righteous. But, yeah. But, yeah. you know, they're not, it's, you know, it's fun, man. You got to do it, dude. Especially, how long have you been playing music for? I've been playing guitar since I was 13. Yeah. And uh, that's really... How long really, have you, uh, the Hollow Trues, like, how long have you been doing that? Yeah, so my story basically is, like, I sort of sacrificed my uh, my passions for a little while to go get a quote-unquote real job, right. and I do have, a, you know, an ideological passion in a way for helping people or whatever right. in whatever way that might be but you know music took a back seat for me and stopped playing for probably five years i mean i used to yeah. play in like cover bands and stuff at least and then like one day it hit me i saw this movie and it just like triggered something deep in my subconscious what was the movie um total recall <laughs> yeah, right. yeah great movie dude that, 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 fucking, that would do it for me probably it'll it'll come to me in a minute and uh, I think it's called A Bigger Splash. Is this indie movie That's cool. about a? Uh, I was thinking once. Have you ever seen that movie? Once, no. I watched once, and I just wanted to write. I music. never seen it. Uh, once is the one where the guy's like, I think he's like from the UK, but he's like, uh, he gets together with this uh, this woman. She's like an immigrant, and uh, you know, he goes in and records a record. He lives with his dad. It's kind of like he kind of gave up on it and. You know, he starts, uh, you know, he records a record and the record's great, the music's in it's great. And it's like very much that like tale of like, you know, gave it up, 
back in it, mm. you know, good shit, you know. So I remember yeah. watching the movie and literally just wanting to just wanted to jam, literally ruin. Yeah. Well, as, a, music, right as a musician, I highly recommend this one because a um, it's really just about a, a chick who was a famous singer or is a famous singer and blew out her vocal cords and oh, just shit. goes to hang out in like Spain because she's rich and famous or whatever. And there's just some cool... It's a really aesthetically interesting movie. That's the cool. way it's shot. Like the storyline, you can get into it if you want, but for me, it just, like I said, I don't know if you've been to that theater in uh, Silver Spring called AFI where they they always screen like random ass shit mm, like Star I Wars. Yeah, I don't think so. And they made me a, think of the band. They have a bar in there. And it's That's really, cool. I um, think I have been there actually. That sounds really It's familiar. across the street from the Fillmore if you ever yeah. go to the Fillmore. Yeah. Um, saw Primus there. So I saw that movie there one day, and I'm, you know, might have been a little fucked up on something. And um, <laughs> that's a, it's just like, like I came out of that movie, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing? Like that's I have to start a band." And like as soon as I did that, I started meeting like all these different people, like out of the woodwork, formed yeah. a band within like a full record within six months. Met somebody fuck with yeah, a, a recording that's studio. Righteous. It was like all the stuff that was like building up in yeah. me yeah. that had been dormant for like five years. That's awesome. And man. it just turned into an album like overnight. It was weird. Hell yeah. Um, no, man, your energy manifested that. You had that beast yeah. in your gut, dude. Oh, you let him out. It had been let so dormant. Leash. But the, the joke that I still maintain is like as much as I love coming up with riffs and songwriting and all that stuff, essentially I just joke that I write songs so I can write the lead parts over them. Right. I'm still just yeah, a guitar dude, player at heart, and I right. could never find a singer. And right. I literally taught myself how to oh, sing. Oh, wow. You got it oh, on dude, Blu ray. You got the Blu ray, dude. Yeah, damn. You got yeah. that. The, oh, Tilda yeah, Swinton, dude. It's oh, Tilda okay, Swinton. Yeah. And Ralph Fiennes. Damn. I don't know who these two jokes Oh, Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Before she was going to be nakedly beaten right. in mm. the audiences across the America. Color purple. Has she endeared we, everyone to their 50 hearts? Shades of Purple. 50 yeah. Shades of Grey. 50 Shades of Purple. Color purple. That's Oprah. Yeah, the Color Purple is Oprah. Oh yeah, right. dude, Dakota Johnson. That's a she's yeah. a very attractive she's, woman. She's got it going on a little bit. For sure. <laughs> this kind of um, looks like Tyler from Mountain Wolf. Yeah, it kind of does. Tyler, if you ever listen to this, you look like <laughs> Matthias Schneider. Schneider. Yeah. Mm. Sex, drugs, and know. rock and roll under the Mediterranean sun. That's so Tilda, that's Tilda, yeah. <laughs> that's Tilda is the rock star. <laughs> that's yeah, the older, awesome. okay. older one. And uh, that's awesome. There's some. Thing. I like her in Constantine. You definitely need a nice great. TV to watch that on, though, because again, it's it's just like sort visually of, aesthetic. Yeah, yeah it's just are like great. it gets something going. There's some rock Hell scenes yeah. in there, of big shows, and like oh yeah. If you ever seen a Star Is Born, that's a great movie. I, yeah, I, yeah. I I heard like mixed stuff about it, so I didn't watch it, but it was free, and uh, my girlfriend put it on, and it was uh, yeah. it's a great fucking movie. It's yeah. actually a really good movie. I actually proposed to nice Andrea play. with the scene. Oh, really? Really? congratulations! Yeah, I man. Did the guitar scene. String thing. That's awesome. <laughs> when's uh, when's the date? We'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Open bar. It was gonna be. <laughs> it sounded like you were like. It was gonna be this storm. summer, but you know, <laughs> oh, right. oh yeah, the COVID or whatever, stuff. So right. I summer. feel like a lot of people are getting married. My best uh, friend just got married. He. Uh, well, we're all yeah. thirty now, man. Right. I don't know. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Or not? <laughs> oh, okay. I better uh, work on that. <laughs> right. Everybody's getting married. You can marry sex Let's marry each other. Right. We can do that now. Fuck yeah. It's legal. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah bigger splash. Well, so, I'd let you borrow it, but I'm sure I'd never see it again. Oh, dude, you're my, good. Yeah, dude, what Amazon it? So, yeah, it's probably yeah, uh, it's probably out there somewhere for sure. But anyway, that's my story. I'm still a guitar player at heart, and oh, yeah. I'd tell everybody if you needed like a mean, wanking, ripping guitar <laughs> solo, like dude, I, man. Uh, that's that's my thing. Yeah, we got to jam, dude. So, yeah, we should definitely jam. Um, 
But, uh, you know, you know how it is writing songs. It starts to be really, really fun and really cathartic. Like, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. It happens in waves. I feel like it's, uh, like, you'll go, you know, sometimes you'll just write them quick, you know? And yeah. it's like, and I feel like with, that la- with the EP that we're working on now, it kind of was just quick. And No, I mean, you spent, like, a month writing stuff, and then you were like, come over, check it out. And then, like, a, a month later, we were in the studio. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably so, a three-month turnaround. Yeah. yeah, so where do you guys record? Like, what's the lowdown on that? We've been recording at for not just Tubes, Robot, My Solo stuff, Widow Burner, and Belly Acre Studios in Indian Head, Maryland, yeah. which is run by Darren Gazone. Yeah. And uh, check them out. It's a, an awesome studio, a very sort of, um, I don't know, a good antithesis to the sort of more typical studio experience where you're kind of like, all right, Under sure. Here now, boom, bye. Yeah. You know, thanks a lot. Whatever. It's more relaxed. Um, yeah. You know, he's a a family guy. You're on the farm with his family. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, record like in a barn, like an Amish built yeah. barn. Hell yeah. So it's like really, uh, it's really chill. He's a good guy. Yeah. yeah, and his you know understanding of the academics is is awesome. The good producer. Well, yeah, he's he's just he's an engineer right. um, initially. Yeah. So um, when it comes to setting shit up and getting a good sound yeah. just off the board you know it's kind of nice that way but uh on your last song or your new song here um yeah the quality's there but there's definitely some creative choices that i'm curious about like for instance the intro guitar is kind of out of tune yeah. like are you going for that garage rock thing, i thought it was in just, tune like, <laughs> we gotta stop uh, doing that by yeah. <laughs> yeah right like, uh, yeah, I I wanted. Well, it to he's be... on a farm. We tune him to the goats. Yeah. We oh, just go oh, yeah, E, know. and they go meh, yeah. and it's kind of the peacocks. Yeah. Yeah. we tune yeah. it to the peacock hiss. Or maybe you have perfect pitch, and you're just going to be tortured for the rest of your <laughs> life. I've just spent the last month in a studio, and right. like, yeah. the guy I work with, he's very I don't know, stickler yeah. for that shit. Right. Well, what um, studio do you use? Or I don't know if it has music? a name yet. I don't know if he's named it. It's kind of on the inside. Like he just built it down the way in Laurel. Uh, I can certainly introduce you guys and all that. But oh, for sure, man. It's wild. He basically built it on his family's property. It's in sort of it's like awesome. a hangar almost. And he's still, it's still a work in progress, but there's a quarter million dollars worth of gear in there. And really? That's he's awesome. going to put bunks upstairs and like it's a. And when is he going on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell you the address. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> there's, yeah I, it's too I, obvious. I was, uh, yeah, I, I definitely wanted it to be underproduced, punchy, really. Yeah. Uh, I wanted it to have that skate rock feel to it. So yeah, I wanted it, it to be jangly. Like garage yeah. rock. I wanted rock. it to definitely be uh, different than everything because we go, we like to polish stuff. And it's yeah. like, you know, not overly polish it to the point where it sounds fake, but we definitely polish it. Mm-hmm. Like, you want it. We like you know bands that we like me without you you know bands like that that like all their stuff is really just crisp and polished and everything's clear and it's, yeah. you know it sounds good so I wanted to go you're headed in that direction yeah I wouldn't say you're like fully there yet and that's not like a a slight or anything like that yeah. it's just the songwriting's there and the uh, the originality is there and oh, yeah. musicianship's definitely there yeah. So. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, and it was nice too because we've been talking about it for a long time. Where with the robot stuff, 
Uh, we have a bass player. His name's Mikey. Uh, but we've been talking about going into the studio and actually starting a project where everything is me and him. Like, everything yeah. you hear is recorded by one of us. Yeah. And it's like... <clears throat> It's nice because, you know, we've been jamming for so long that it's kind of almost like one brain, you know, kind of like, yeah. uh, you know, you the guys, intuition. Yeah, you, know? you guys are the dudes, basically, right? I mean, the uh, I like to call it the, like the ringleaders of Did the you circus. just assume my We are the dudes. We are yeah, the dudes, yeah. yeah. Do you mean like uh, for like the robot, like where, you know, the main, you know, uh, for the robot stuff, you mean? Well, just in general, I mean, you're the, you're the guys driving the ship. For sure. whatever ship it is that you're on. Yeah, well, him uh, and I, we both write independently, and, yeah. and then we enjoy, we write together, and um, yeah, so it's one of those things, like, I, how Tubes got started, he was writing stuff on his own, and he called mm. me up and was like, I got some righteous riffs, so you come over, and I was like, wow, these right. riffs are actually, yeah. like, these are good songs, like, I want to yeah. be a part of this, and he's like, well, play drums, motherfucker, and I was like, yeah. all, right. all right, you know, and now it's happening, and I think that's what was fun about this, um, with sort of the origin of Robot Jurassic was it stemmed out of a lot of other bands and a lot of other relationships yeah. where with this it was very organic and you know like I mentioned earlier you know he, he spent about a month writing the songs we spent about a month practicing the songs and then we spent you know we however much time recording them and yeah. uh, and so sort of to get what you're talking about about the rawness or you know whatever um, it was you know what's captured on these recordings or the single in this case is you know us having a really good time um which doesn't always happen you know what i mean um sometimes it's you're passionate but it's not joyful where this was really um fun yeah Yeah. i think it's cyclical too like stuff like that it's like you're gonna ride that high for a while when things are clicking and when things aren't it's just sometimes you just have like how you hear it in your head like sometimes when you can't achieve it it's frustrating Oh, it's yeah. like I think that's the biggest thing is once you you have like a certain like how you wrote it or how you hear it or you know everybody that writes a song has that like they have the full you know, yeah like the full musicianship in I'll their head. I'll just show you one that I actually am going to release here soon where I feel like I just did what I intended to do no, well and that's and a like, great feeling and it it, I feel like you're like, chasing that feeling where it's like and I feel like it's hard sometimes to step away from it and like you know let it kind of happen organically because it's not always going to sound how you want it to sound but on the flip side that can be fun because something could turn into something for sure that you didn't anticipate i guess it all really depends on if um, it's you know if it's working out or not so you know sometimes the 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 actual the way you go with it like you know can be yeah like you said it was just fun this this time around it was very effortless and it was we kind of just were playing and it was you know it felt like you know when we first started jamming and stuff it was like it was just a good time yeah man well i'm definitely glad you guys could get over here and straight up man yeah thanks for having us man thank you for the check out uh check out all your stuff watch this movie bigger splash yeah we played with a band called, uh, what were they called, Tilda Swinton's Dead or something? No, uh, oh my gosh, what were they called? Something, Tilda Swinton, something, Tilda something. Swinton. Oh no, Who Killed Tilda who Swinton? Who Killed Tilda Swinton? Yeah. And it was such a bizarre, it was it was a crazy, it was like, they like, we, they're, because it was in New York, so their bass player like missed the bus, yeah. and they were like, hey, can we play not first, like can we play second? Yeah. And we were on tour with Mountain Wolf, so it wasn't like, they were like local support. I'm going to follow them. Yeah, right, Mountain Wolf. Yeah, great band. Mountain Wolf's amazing. I think they're actually in the studio right now about to put out a record. Um, 
but yeah, they were. Uh, they I were following them. That's why I knew. Them. Nice, <laughs> hell yeah, fucking. Uh, but yeah, he was like uh, our bass players on the train. Can we go second? And because they're like local support, it's like we didn't want to necessarily have Mountain Wolf go first because it's like we're on tour. Yeah. You know, so it's like you're a local support. Like, I, you know, it goes without saying they didn't bring anybody. So, so it was like, <laughs> you know. We forgive them. It's okay. Yeah, it's no, yeah, it's deal. not a big deal. But then they ended up, the Tell guy never showed rock. up. Yeah. So we went first, and then they were like, well, can we go last? And yeah. we were like, okay, you can go last. So then Mountain Wolf went, and they literally were like, I think we're just going to leave. Mm. And we were like, all right, man, go for it, man. It was like a really bizarre, but yeah, they had a badass name, like who killed Tilda Swinton. Yeah. It was pretty, it was a bizarre name. Where do you guys play? Like in Annapolis or wherever. We've played the Metropolitan numerous times. You could say we're veterans there. Um, We were late, unfortunately, to discover Tsunami, which we always knew about, Mm -hmm. but we never made an effort. And that was really to our... You know, dismay. I guess yeah, cause cause I Metro, that's a, but I haven't played there. Uh, Tsunami is awesome. great, man. It's a yeah. great um, uh, what's the word? Like uh, crowd or what's what do you call that? The regulars? I don't know. Yeah. The people yeah. who go there anyway are awesome. I'm dedicated. And they have it's a great and it's a great show too because it's like literally we like we go out of our way to like really promote and like because mm-hmm. like a lot of the people that we bring like and a lot of people that come to our shows don't like regular you know they don't really like they're not always like you know already down there tsunami's like they're already there it's literally also the shows are generally free yeah um and and then they compensate the bands but uh it's just a really intimate environment it's small it's a great Um, it's a sushi bar so if you're into that sort of thing they got good sushi and i think i have been there like to the restaurant yeah i don't think it I even really was hip to the idea that they had shows or anything. It's cool. In that area, you're right next to 49 West, which is relevant, yeah. and so is Ram's Head on stage. Yeah, so I think actually one of the things I figured I'd bring up since you guys are Naptown people um, is the whole reggae rock thing in Maryland. Like, it's a lot how of... you guys feel about it, or if you're a part of it, or because oh, I... well, that's interesting because you have your Ballyhoo shirt on. I got my Ballyhoo on. shirt on. So how that, we, that, we're supposed to come on this podcast. This is like a psychological <laughs> thing. You were prepared to ask <laughs> this question. Well, I ask you're giving us the prompts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't understand how I feel about it. I mean, uh, that's cool. I, I like reggae. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I, you I got used what? to be obsessed with reggae. It, well, but... it's the most far-reaching phenomenon musically that I know of in Maryland, at least these days. Where, like, I've interviewed people in Texas and, you know, around, and it's just, like, they know. Like, yeah. they know Bumpin' Uglies, they know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The guy, Bally, Bumpin' Uglies, I don't really um, know much about Bumpin' Uglies, but the guy that uh, sings for them, he's a righteous guy. He's yeah, like Brandon. A, yeah, we've chilled with him a couple times, and he's always been a really fucking cool he guy. He bought us shots. He did. Yeah. It was, like, up, yeah, upper shelf. Like I don't like Jameson, though. Everybody buys <laughs> it's like Jameson. Get your top shelf out of here. Yeah, like, I've always been a, a Jack. I've always been a Jack guy, but you're right. People like Jameson a lot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but he was a really righteous yeah. guy. I don't really know much about like their music or what they sound like, but uh, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, because like, well, they played uh, uh, Firefly. That's a sweet gig, to mm-hmm. say the least. Yeah, right. That they is got a good on gig. Firefly. Yeah, yeah. Really they're big awesome. shit now. I mean, yeah. as far as yeah. I was uh, hanging out with a buddy of mine who lives in Portland, Oregon, and. To flatter the bumping uglies, we were hiking up this trail yeah, on the stickers. Columbia River. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we saw stickers. And, like and this couple behind us was just like, "Man, I'm just trying to make it to the bumping ugly show tonight." Yeah. Was, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that's I'm like three thousand miles away. Big shit, Colorado, California, Texas. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Like, and there's it was all probably started by Pasadena and Ballyhoo. Oh yeah, Pasadena. For the most, that's the for other the most part. But um, it's kind of turned into this 
thing a little bit where yeah. you're seeing like the generations of Maryland reggae rock bands. It makes sense too because it's um, like you have that very feet in the sand, like you know, Maryland yeah. is very much that like Chesapeake yeah. Bay crap. It is and an, it's like you know, like, right, I think you know. Ocean City. Well, sublime, think, like, sublime, you yeah. know, <clears throat> is really inspired a lot of people, you know. Yeah. And yeah. all those different first, genres. Exactly. Came out. And then you got the going to made it, made it, made it. Like, uh, what's that band? They're real popular. The Dirty Heads. Yeah. yeah that, but, like and there's that, ones that I. Like, oh, yeah. The Dirty Heads are supposed to do what they do. You know yeah. what I mean? They're from Southern California. Yeah. It's like. It sounds like you have some really mixed feelings about Maryland reggae rock. <laughs> Dude, I love Maryland reggae yeah. rock. Like, everybody in the scene is great. It's tight, man. I feel but like the I, one the one big thing with Maryland reggae rock is all of their voices are so good. Yeah. They always have great voices, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they always have great voices. So it's like yeah. like the Bumpin' Uglies. That guy's voice is fucking awesome. You know? But then, like, I don't know. Um, we could definitely take a little break here. Keep oh, whatever you want to do, man. Um, yeah, whatever you want to do, bro. No, I just yeah, let's take a little, yeah, little break skirt. What did you hear? some good news. Um, my favorite band of all time is Mischief Group from Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, that's, that's an awesome reference. I love yeah. that band. Um, Thanks, so, bastards. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I so, saw um, Mischief Brew in in it was a, a garage in Pigtown. And Baltimore, yeah, yeah. and, and I, I don't—I forget what it was called. It had a name. It got shut down for some. Yeah, crazy... I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, there was like, was it the Punks Picnic or something? Or... Well, I don't—I don't remember being called something, but there was a, a large vert ramp or, or <laughs> a, a half pipe that they performed on, oh, and awesome. it was kind of this place where it was like once you were inside, there wasn't really any rules, so you got all types of people. And they played there, and it was awesome. But he yeah. couldn't tune his guitar. It was pretty funny. He spent like twenty minutes yeah. trying to tune his guitar, and then he did. And I guess they realized what happened. And he they played like it. So much time had elapsed, and he like lost the audience. And he played uh, "Roll Me Through the Gates of Hell," and everyone was just like, "All right, we don't care. Fuck it." And yeah. It was fun. I don't know if you ever ever had a chance to like talk to him. It was a long time before, before he died. I know. But... Well, before he died, he passed. Oh yeah, you didn't I didn't know. realize that. No, real sad story. Yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. Word on the street is he did himself in, but oh, uh, that's too bad. That was about four or five years ago. And, oh wow, uh, I'm fucking not up to speed. Jesus, it's weird though because I've met like some of his friends and like I'm friends with his wife on Facebook and I don't know like I feel really connected to that dude because I did yeah. get to hang out with him and like drink some whiskeys and like the thing about a Mr. Bruce show too was like it was weird but there'd be like a lot of different demographics of yeah. people yeah. yeah like we me and Andrea hung out with um, like this 60 year old couple at the auto bar mm. at a Mr. Bruce show yeah it was weird but that's like, always the best like when old heads like come and you're just like oh that's awesome yeah. so he had like respect I feel like across the spectrum yeah. and it was cool to talk to him we wrote uh, great songs man. I mean at the end of the day it's all attention yeah just, yeah Write something real, you know, cigarettes and or coffee gotten cigarettes, like you know, like that's yeah. just catchy, but it's real, and it's just like I was hooked. Uh, I'm still obsessed with Mr. Fruit, but yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, that um, sucks, man. I, I always say I feel like that's like a common thing where it's like uh, I was actually talking to Nicole about that fucking not long ago, where it's like you know, so many musicians and stuff, like you know, uh, like with the suicide stuff, and like cause yeah. it's like it is kind of weird, like just like writing songs and like putting stuff out there and then giving it to people is already such a crazy thing where it's like you know kind of you know doing that kind of stuff where it's like you get a lot of musicians that you know 
fight depression and all that stuff, you know, for yeah. whatever reason. I think you got to be a little, uh, a little right. quirky to for sure. do this sort of thing. It's like and the left brain type stuff, you know. And it's like a lot of really good musicians, I mean, but you know. I don't know about you, but like... I don't think you can write a good song if you don't have a lot of, like, tension or a lot of trauma or a lot of, like, yeah. significant shit going on. It can't sure. just be plain sailing weather. Yeah. Although, good Frank Turner song, but just... Yeah, <laughs> right. it, it can't be just smooth sailing all the time. You're not going to have, like, anything to pull from that's right. relevant. I mean, at least strong. For sure. I, well, I even the think. Beach Boys, whose songs are obviously happy, happy and poppy, and then you listen and you read about... Brian Wilson. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and all that, you know. I just saw so, a documentary about him that is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's like... Uh, I generally think what it is, is that at least my perspective, is artists are, by nature, bipolar. And that's not like a pejorative thing. Like, it's no. not a bad thing. They just kind of are, in some ways or another. Yeah. Some are more extreme and whatever, and sometimes people don't really uh, acknowledge that enough in the artist. It sounds like you just gave me a good excuse for a lot of behavior. <laughs> hey, you can interpret that however you want. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, because we like to ride the high, but then obviously... For go, sure. You know, Jimi Hendrix, manic depression, whatever. Yeah. Uh, every artist is kind of like that, and I think that you just have to learn to take care of yourself. The For best sure. way possible, and whatever that is is up to you. But if people don't and they yeah. let it get worse, that's yeah. where it becomes. Yeah, yeah. I find it's a lot of singer like, songwriters too. It's oh, because yeah. that's what we were talking about. It's like you got like Nick Drake and Elliot Smith and yeah. all these people that write these really good songs. And Nick Drake is a crazy one too, because it's like Nick Drake. None of his songs were sad. Like he didn't really write yeah. like he wrote like eclectic kind of like you know observational yeah. but like almost kind of like a trippy like very psychedelic lyrics and you know uh, and another, never, none of them ever seemed like sad like Elliot Smith yeah. and then it's like you know literally fucking and another perspective I think that I have on that you know is that you do gain a broader sense of perspective if you're bipolar probably because yeah. you go those extreme highs and those extreme lows. And that probably does aid in songwriting or any form of art yeah. writing, you know, books. Because yeah. you got to be able to put yourself in as many people's shoes as possible. Right. Like, for instance, if you're a writer, you got to come up with characters. And you yeah. got to know how that character thinks and feels. If you ever heard Chuck Palenik break down, like, he does writing lessons. He did a Fight Club, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is probably the only movie that I say is better than the book. But yeah. that's because David Fincher. But... Chuck Palenik is brilliant in the way that he teaches people to write. Because he's like, you can't just say, like, you know, Sally was sad on her way to the bus this morning before yeah. school. You it's have like the to, detail. You need the detail. Like, exactly. get into the sadness. It's all you know? about the detail. And it can be pretty arbitrary and pretty abstract. But it could be, like, the way that a leaf fell sure. on the way that Stephen walk Stephen King does that, like, crazy. Yeah. He'll go, like a whole chapter about a candle being lit and just how yeah. the flame is flickering and it literally sometimes it's almost too much yeah with Stephen King it's almost like you have to read it like knowing that he writes like that so it's like oh these next three pages are about a flickering candle you know so yeah. it's like some people go a little extreme with it but yeah for sure and the detail is what brings you into the story it's like actually like yeah. you know actually wraps it around that's him. a whole different rabbit hole if we want to talk about books because right. good lord that, I can talk about that for hours and do enough. people still I, read <laughs> I didn't think that was I don't thing. know man like Maybe. William Burroughs William Burroughs was fucking crazy yeah yeah he was a he was a madman 
So they're, a lot of good writers are crazy. The craziest story that I've still ever read was on Reddit. Really? <laughs> Reddit has some crazy shit, like, man. Reddit, like you can you can read some crazy stories. Yeah, it's called the Interface Series. It, this guy wrote uh, a series of vignettes, which are just like short stories sure. in comment sections on Reddit until finally people put it together that he was telling like a linear story through his page or whatever. Yeah. And they put all his comments together in order <laughs> and it was telling the story and it's so fucking crazy but it goes from like conspiracy theories to like his daily events to like just some fucking wild shit. Historical events. Sounds genius. Uh, huh? Yeah. He, no, he wild. was on a level of genius. Yeah. Whoever wrote this. What, uh, just so what, where could you find this? What on is Reddit. That? It's called the Interface Series. People Interface have dedicated series. a whole subreddit to it. Right. The closest thing I've ever read to that is a book called House of Leaves. And kind yeah. of like Stranger Things too. Yeah, it is like Stranger Things. Right. It's like, and what's weird is people also thought there was a conspiracy theory that this writer wrote Stranger Things. But his real story was too over the top, okay. so he put it in Reddit comments because it came out just before Stranger Things came out. Right. And that is one of the most addicting things I've ever read. I've read hundreds yeah. of maybe thousands of books, and it's like, whoever yeah. wrote that. And you don't. He's like, like he's like completely anonymous. Like he's oh not, yeah, no, he's never. He is. No one knows who it is. That's pretty um, wild, man. And yeah, some people are wild, dude. Some people just have that left brain, dude. That it, fucking. It's some people are just really thing. creative. Yeah. It's like it's really. I guess it's like for anybody that you know likes that creativity. It's like you, you know, trying to you know recreate it but do it your own way. You know, it's like yeah. uh, writing's always been crazy. I I can't write really at all, and it's like I've always you know. I like storytelling and like but stories and stuff like that, you know. I mean, yeah, well, I meant like write like a novel, like writing right, writing uh, in the sense of like you know uh, actual, yeah, like songwriting. You know, I love writing, especially songwriting. And like uh, for the long for a long time, I was writing like uh, I was doing like hip hop stuff, so I was writing like raps and stuff. So it's like I like the wordplay and I like the uh, it's almost like poetry kind of. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I would love another another beer, dude. Please. Oh, yeah, it's like poetry kind of, but I like the idea <laughs> of uh, I like the idea of uh, doing the uh, like writing like a novel or something, writing something that's just fucking wild, yeah. you know? Because at the end of the day, like besides just loving playing guitar, I like writing. I used to write essays, like I used to think I was Tucker Max or something. <laughs> like I used to just write stories, short stories about whatever we did, like yeah, in our awesome. group of friends. And I still have one paragraph that my buddy would read before he went to sleep at night because <laughs> I wrote <laughs> it about him the and, sweet dreams and how he was like the life of the party but I described him in such a way that he was just like that is the nicest greatest thing anyone's ever said about me and, just read it before and he was like, like yeah you are sometimes great. I just read this before I go to you bed that's awesome yeah that's incredible it pumps him up yeah it's like I just feel warm inside <laughs> but I yeah so no yeah I'll check it out Reddit interface series yeah that's a wild one though just be ready. Just, oh, I'm ready for it. I'm definitely ready for it. Tough to put down. Is it like uh It just takes you from wild in the sense of like is it like creepy? Is it like, mm-hmm. you know, nice. Name and adjective like, it probably fits. Yeah, I like, like the creepy shit, dude. The creepy stuff is like it leaves, I like reading it and you're like looking behind your shoulder yeah, while you read it. It leaves you with a really unsettled feeling. Yeah. Because you're just like whoever wrote this is just so far in the hole. <laughs> that like I don't ever want to 
get there myself. Right. Oh, we know a couple yeah, people like, that are in that hole for sure. So the like conspiracy theories, man, they like uh, they grab people, and it's like some yeah. I can get behind. Some are just like they grab people, man. You got to really be reaching. I, I, I just don't like the ones where to believe it, you have to believe in a hundred other crazy yeah. shit. You I know, it's, it's, just, it's just really well. You know, I think it's like the Alex Jones symptom of like having read so much information, right? And being actually mentally able to process it, right. and once upon a time, yeah, because Alex a Jones is a smart guy. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's definitely he, not. He's kind you of know. lost a few screws. Oh, for sure. Over the years, but at once upon a time, his brain was able, almost like that photographic memory, where he could just read a news article and remember it. Yeah. So anytime he needed to pull up this like random date or Washington Post article, like he could just like do that. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I think it messes with you yeah, <laughs> for sure think, for sure i don't think you should just because you can yeah <laughs> i'm not sure especially and especially photographic uh photographic uh, memories and stuff are really overwhelming like it, it makes oh, people I, lose their shit for sure because it's to. too much information if you don't learn at a young age to like categorizing like you know put yeah. that kind of stuff in its own rooms or its own you know it can actually make you go nuts because it it's to, like, too much it's like you're thinking. it's like self-awareness and trying to take care of yourself because yeah. like I have another friend who's like a sports encyclopedia photographic memory guy. Yeah. I joke that, like, name a World Series and he'll, like, be able to tell you who was pitching and what it is. And That's like, right. Well, That's a Rayman type stuff. Yeah, yeah like, or straight like up. basketball or any sport. And he just no. has it. But is he like, like Savant? Is he like weird? Yeah, or is I think he like a, a normal Savant, guy? like sports. He's like, um, yeah. uh, you know, the kind of chubby guy on ESPN who only talks about baseball and he has, like, a very short haircut and he. I don't know. I'm looking at the TV like. Uh, <laughs> is like, he on the TV right, right now? Thinking it's gonna it's come like, on. I don't know that guy. <laughs> trying to use my I'm not. Skills. I don't really watch but, uh, ESPN. I don't know much don't about know. ESPN. But anyway, he's like one of those guys who could just like immediately quote or pull up a stat in, from a yeah. sport, but only sports really. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, yeah, a lot of savants are like really good at that kind of stuff. But I think to be a savant, you actually have to be kind of slow, right? It's like you're kind of not slow, but. I think savantism is literally like you're not all there, so you're. So you're, I think it, your what other is, stuff is hypersensitive. Like the most highest level of intelligence you can probably achieve at whatever being a human is, but at one thing. Yeah. So like, there's other smart people who are very intelligent who can talk about all sorts of things, yeah. but it's all sorts of things, and they're not necessarily honed in on one. Yeah. And the smartest guy I ever met, he told me a story about Luke Bryan, and he was like, I think. And this was another fellow smart guy. He's like, I think that guy's a savant, like Luke Bryan, because... Like, Who's Luke Bryan? <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, he's a famous country singer. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Like, That's what uh, I thought as well, but I yeah. didn't know. And I would be like, that country singer... <laughs> Everyone outside like, of the world of indie rock right Yeah, right. Luke Bryan. So he's like a country, country singer. Country dad he's with Hank like, Williams, he's man. He's on like the voice. And I felt bad for a second. Yeah. I was like, I should I'm I glad know? you did yeah, it. I'm glad you took the ball. It's like, I should have been like, Luke Bryan, dude. I'm kind of impressed that you don't know. I'm like happy about that. Right? Yeah, I'm not... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not being... Like, I don't really know much country. I know... I know Luke Combs. Right, he's great. Luke yeah, Combs. Yeah. He's yeah. the one that hit me like a hurricane. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. No offense, he kind of looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> that, dude, no, I get, he, you're, I get, you're uh, uh, Post Malone. No, yes, yeah, Post Malone is his no. cousin. That's I, get, uh, I get a... Uh, you got to hear when he's trying to do his jazz. I get Action Bronson a lot. I get yeah, Action Bronson yeah. and I get... Uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? Um, he's a country singer. 
he always wears a beanie. He's like a chubby guy, like has yeah. like a, like a big. Oh, beard. oh, Zach Brown. Zach Brown. Yeah, yeah. Zach Brown. All right, see, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, man, Zach Brown. Yeah, yeah. So wait, so Luke Bryan is so a anyway, savant. Yeah, this guy thought he was because he hung out backstage with him or whatever. Like he can just pick up on what the audience wants him to do or say, and when he writes songs, like they yeah. hang on every word, and like he just lives at home on his farm in Florida with his tractor and his supermodel wife. And, right. And literally, just <laughs> oh, acts too like. Bad. You know, but he just, but it, on a day to day basis, sort of acts like a redneck or whatever. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, he was walking off stage, you know, and every chick there who was backstage with him was just like, what? What? And he was like, I don't have boobs, sorry, but um, he was like, I was surprised. I'm working on them. Yeah. <laughs> but he was just like, sorry, man, I'm married. You can put your titties away. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like, you can put your titties away. That's probably so, like, the woman's just standing there with her shirt up, just like, oh. She okay. probably wanted a signature. Or yeah, something right. Like that. He, yeah. he said he was just like, I feel like country, country like, shows are wild. Oh, the dude, girls that like country wild. are wild. The, like, I it's actually pretty rad. I don't know if I'm supposed to be ashamed of saying this, but I'm not. Like, as a punk rock kid, like, I love country shows, man. Yeah. It's a fucking party. I saw uh, Toby Keith one time, and the fucking... The women were going wild. And it was like... It oh, was yeah. like... I, I was probably... I was young. I was probably 16. <laughs> Literally, like just titties. Straight. Like, it was crazy, man. It was I'm like... Gonna... But Toby Keith, he was killing it, man. Yeah. Beer for your horses, man. It's like... People get fired up for that shit. My mom loves country, man. She like... Uh, yeah. yeah, she loves country. But uh, I remember uh, getting, yeah, right, Neon Joe. I remember getting, like, uh, she would, like, give me rides to school and, like, yeah. I knew every country song, but, like, I never really liked country. Mm-hmm. But when I would hear it, I could, like, sing it word for word. Yeah. So it was, like, a weird kind of uh, love yeah. relationship. And for me, it seeped into my bones. And they are catchy, man. I mean, country, yeah. the same five people play every famous yeah. country song. <laughs> yeah, like, right. literally. Yeah. So it's, like, they all I sound like, the same. Uh, They're all catchy. I like yeah. Merle Haggard. Yeah, Merle Hoggard's great. See, I think that's old country. Yeah. Like, I, I like old country. Like, Cody like, Wall. Uh, Cody Jinks. Yeah. Cody um, Jinks. Yeah, I've heard That's a badass name. So, yeah, he's like a new age. There's a couple low-key, they call them like maybe outlaw country. Yeah, see, I like that kind of stuff. Two are very good. Tyler Childers is another. I mean, for instance, Chris Stapleton. You might have heard of him. At least he's pretty I have. Yeah, I'm not sure. I like Lucera, um, which is kind of rock country, but I've yeah. seen them a couple times and I enjoy their music. Yeah, Bluegrass is good too. I'm I big into like folk cool. Americana now too. Yeah. Like my other favorite band is probably Susto from South Carolina. Um, but you know like, uh, Billy Strings? Oh, yeah, Billy Strings is great. Yeah, yeah he's shit. like uh, like mm. it's bluegrass country, but he's not specifically just bluegrass. I mean, he plays bluegrass, but it's like he writes very classic, like old country kind of. Yeah. You know, he writes really good songs. He's a good songwriter. Hot Rise, they're an old duo or an old group that does great bluegrass. Hot mm-hmm. Rise, yeah, bluegrass is great, man. See, I I I do enjoy bluegrass for sure. Um, um, it's awesome. I've definitely left the script. Normally, I do kind of. Have like a, a script. Oh, yeah. I figured we were just shooting shit. Yeah, I wondered. I point. wondered where the teleprompter was. I was just gonna maybe turn this off, but all I was gonna say is, since we are recording, there's definitely some some uh, nice little nuggets in here that I'll probably slice and dice. And Hell yeah, awesome. Yeah, we appreciate um, it. Man. But what I meant before turning off is like, for real, is there something that I need to, or that you guys want to say, like, um, for promotion shit? Like, I know oh. I'm gonna say all that you probably yeah. want to say. Like, yeah. the song comes out. Uh, 1127 this is yeah. the name this is where you find it I'll put the links into the episode yeah. description all that stuff that's all that matters then but right? if you want to do like random shout outs and I can 
copy and paste them in. Um, That's cool. Like stuff like that. I mean, I just you know, I, do you know anything? Uh, listen to our music, and we hope you enjoy it. That was literally that's all that needs to be said. Right, well, I'm just gonna kill it. So yeah, uh, thanks to Cody, thanks to Stephen for coming on the episode, and thanks to you for listening. You made it this far. You're definitely a soldier, but. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed it. The song you're hearing is called Worms, which, like I mentioned, will be out November 27th. And I'll try to link the pre-save to this episode on Podbean. You can also follow Cody and Steven on the Gutter Lung Collective Facebook page, which features all of their projects together. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Cheers. Whatever you say, well, if I'm coming around